Hey, hey, it's AC Lee of the AC Lee and Parlay P podcast. Got a great show for y'all, man. This episode, what do we talk about, man? Parlay Pete and I opened up uh, talking about our holidays, complain about air travel because Parlay Pete uh, was a victim of the terrible air travel over the Christmas holiday. We talk about Derek Carr crashing out in Las Vegas and what his future looks like and where he may possibly end up. And we talk a little Falcons, a little Matt Ryan uh, and, and Jew, our good friend Jew, uh, Jew Turner. He joins us on the uh, on the podcast. We call him and uh, we discuss he pushes some takes uh, at us and, you know, we go back and forth. Hope you all enjoy. Better late than never, but we're finally here. Uh, my wife's going to kill me because I should be getting into bed in like 30 minutes, but instead I'm starting a podcast that is going to last uh, who knows how long. Uh, but Yeah, probably a good two hours, but guess what? We're both off tomorrow, so I'll make it up to her. I'll like take her to get a pedicure or something, and, and, and we'll hang out and love each other and do all that cool stuff. So uh, what's up, Parlay Pete? How we doing today? We're doing good, and I apologize for this being easily the latest podcast we've started, at least. But um, good overall, good. That's good, man. Um, I'm rocking the Brazil jersey for Pele. Uh, R.I.P. to Pele, the legend. Uh, we're not gonna go on a long speech about Pele because uh, we are from America, not Brazil, and we value a different football here. So he's a cultural icon. But I'm gonna be honest with you. I'm not gonna just say something. That sounds real nice about a guy who has not really affected me culturally because I'm not a big soccer guy. I respect and knew who he was because naturally he's a player that is like in any sport. If you don't follow it is a guy that at least you knew his name. And the reason you knew his name is because of the many great things that he did. And uh, of course with the world cup just ending and, you know, a lot of people just started crying messy. Um, after winning, you know, the World Cup, that being the last thing he needed kind of on his resume to make him solidify as the GOAT, this was the person that was always considered the GOAT. I know uh, Maradona, the guy for Argentina, was another one, but, like, basically he's been considered the GOAT. And so, yeah, RIP to Pele. Yeah, I hope you can see me because it looks like my – Yeah, you look perfect. You look great. All right, bet. So – you know, we talked the other day for a couple of hours on the phone, and you said you wanted to talk about uh, your travel ventures from uh, Christmas. Yeah, it, and, and I'll be super-duper brief on it because I think anyone that traveled over the holiday season might have got a, caught a piece of this. But uh, we got to do something about this, and specifically Southwest. I did not fly Southwest. I am an American Airlines flyer. But uh, I'm also somebody at the same time that is uh, – I don't want to say privileged enough, but I've, I've, I've been in a situation where I've got to get a good connection uh, with flight attendants to where I am somebody that is a companion of a flight attendant. And they, I fly standby, which I know that coming into the holiday season, this is always kind of weird. It's never been like this this year. Southwest Airlines, you need to be ashamed of yourselves. Um for one, you know, it it'd be one thing if we had snow blizzards like everywhere. That wasn't the case. It was cold weather for sure. It was like cold everywhere. It seemed like uh, for the Christmas weekend. But uh, aside from that, you know, there's a little precipitation because I know there's there was snow at my dad's house even when I did get back. But point being, we need to lay into the ass of these airlines and the fuck shit that they're doing. I had to sleep at LaGuardia Airport. Um, which I totally understand, you know, that happens to a lot of people. Um, but, you know, I, I, I just think that, that airlines need to do better. And, yeah, they, and that's kind of my point with this. I, I was watching from the sidelines and it's like, hold on, y'all are purposefully overbooking when you also know that you're going to have standbys. St- st- standbys for the people that miss flights, obviously your employees slash the people that, you know, were part of them and then um, then just oversell in general when you know that there's no season, you're overselling the flight. Almost like you know that people are going to miss their flight. So, like, you oversell it because, well, we would rather them get it as opposed to our employees because yeah. in that situation, they don't know who the employee is. So, like, when I step up to the podium, they do not know whether or not I'm the employee or not. 
Bro, but it's because Cap- I've been, I was going to say, Cap- because, Go ahead. because I've been doing it so long, I make it almost seem like I am the employee. Like, because I know the vernacular, too, that they speak. Like, I will literally, like, say the shit. Now, there is one way that they can know. If you can get a jet uh, jump seat, the jump seat is the seat that you see that the flight attendants sit on. They have X amount of those on the plane to where a flight attendant only or a uh, pilot, of course, can sit in. And a pilot can even sit in the cockpit. They typically have an extra seat up there, too. If a flight is super-duper full and it's a pilot that wants to go, they can sit in the cockpit with the other pilots because he knows how to fly a plane, too. And so it just it's, – it's just – it's – it's a money hungry um, thing. And then when that stuff happens, they up the price to where you can't afford it. Or if you can't afford it, you're not really trying to spend $1,500 to be on a flight that's got two layovers um, and it gets you home 18 hours after you left. And you only live direct flight wise two hours, two and a half hours or what? Like it's ridiculous. Yeah. It's like I should just rent a car and drive. Um, but that that's capitalism and I'm not anti-capitalism, but I am pro people and we got to find that balance between making our money and making sure that we're taking care of people. You know, you had that terrible instance on the holiday. I saw uh, spirit and some folks in Philly going at it. And I, if you're going to go to the spirit counter with a sense of entitlement because spirit did something wrong. I'd say you deserve whatever spirit gives you. And obviously you're not in tune with the Holy spirit because uh, spirit airlines is terrible. I mean, like, I don't know if I could, if spirit Airlines sponsored us on this podcast, what would they have to offer us for us to take it? Free flights aren't good enough for me. Um, No, I'm going to need, Free first class, whatever that means. Free check bags. Yeah, and- I've flown Spirit before, but like they don't have first class. They're just like Southwest. So, and that which is why Southwest, uh, I know that their stock is going boo boo probably right now. But like the thing with Southwest is that's why people love Southwest slash what used to be Airtran. Shout out to Airtran you for getting niggas up to Howard for the damn game because we flew. St- I, that's the first time I ever flew standby. We were able to get on them flights up to DC, but uh. Um, and they bought Southwest, bought them out, and then of course hubbed here because Airtran was a hub here in Atlanta. Matt Ryan, shout out to you, you used to be the Airtran uh poster boy. Uh, he was, he was, it was one of the things they played. But we'll get into the Falcons. Don't play the goddamn music. Give me a second because <laughs> I know you're about to reach over and press the button. So, um, point being, Southwest Frontier Spirit, they're all the lower tiers, but Southwest distinguished themselves because they have clever. Um, flight attendants that will tell jokes or whatever when they're doing their spew. They try to spice it up. It's just as inexpensive, but they don't charge you for bags like Frontier and Spirit do. But it's the same airlines in reality. And their seats are a little bit nicer. Like, it's not as bad. But there's no first class on any of these flights. There's nothing that distinguishes you aside from maybe if you work for the company and you're on the flight. I'm a Delta guy. I'm American, but just because, but, but yes, if I, if I'm buying a flight, my preference is Delta. Yeah. Like I, I get it. Delta just takes great care of you. Um, people complain about Delta. Look here. If you, if your plane breaks down in Atlanta, you'll be on another plane in 45 minutes. Okay. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I, <laughs> you might have to run across the airport and you, you might be sweating stinky by the time you get there, but you know what? You're not going to be late. So. Um, I'll tell you what, man, I was uh, I was on Instagram last night sitting at the bar and um, I see this bowl bowl play and I I really have an issue with basketball Instagram Uh, because you see the the jaw almost posters highlight reel dog. This ain't a highlight reel. Get this out of my face. You'll see them post a play of somebody shaking somebody, but then they miss the shot. They get their shot blocked. Hey, bro, that's not a highlight. If you don't finish it, it, it doesn't matter. And then it got Bo Bo, and it's like Bo Bo with the poster. And Bo Bo does the Blake Griffin, the, the, the Dwight Howard, the Michael Jordan from Space Jam, you know. He does the hard layup, but he does not touch the rim. He falls short of the rim. Okay. And I just comment under it say that's not a dunk. 
get a few likes, and then one guy goes, "It's crazy you have a basketball, you have a, a gambling podcast and don't know what a dunk is." And I'm like, I'm "Like, excuse me, like it, it it didn't touch the rim. If it doesn't touch the rim, to me, where I come from, it's not a dunk. I don't. I, I read you verbatim. It's called a unk. Imagine having." A sports betting show and not knowing what a dunk is, and you know me. A betting show, yes, there are get there. I don't think anyone calls SVP on late night on Sports Center a betting show, but they, of course, they talk about gambling and lines, too. right? But because he probably just went to my profile and he saw like the 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 the, the gambling clips, and I respond, I go, imagine. I was like, because I can dunk a basketball in a regulation goal, I know what a dunk that a dunk requires touching the rim. Imagine that Mr. Participation Trophy. Nowhere does the definition say you have to touch the rim. You have to shoot downward with your hand above the rim. You tried, you failed. I was like, and third place is a winner too. And then somebody else responds, that's a dunk. Actually Google it. I was like, it's a hard layup. So what should we call it? Cause it's definitely not a layup hook shot or jump shot. Why don't you ask Amari Stoudemire? He did a lot of these back then. You're trolling at this point. Layup is upward. Obviously, dunk is downward. Real simple. I'll give you the Damn simplest to, 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 to said persons. When you Google Amari Stoudemire or whomever dunk compilation, do those highlights show up in the dunk compilation? You tell I'm, me. I've never seen a dunk compilation where that's that was a part of it. Where we just where we where we. Have you? Not off the top of my head, but I just, remember. I know you searched dunk compilation. Like when you see Michael, I know that we all see Michael Jordan dunk compilation. No, he Rock. sticks his hand. He sticks his hand in the rim and then he yanks the rim. Right. Basically, we we can you can hear it almost. Yeah. And. I remember being a young 16-year-old. I think I was 16 when I first done, 15 or 16. Yeah, I see them Dallas Cowboys, too. And I hate the Cowboys, but I'm I'm riding the boat with them. That, I'm sorry, just because the game ended. They pushed on the spread, by the way. It, depending on when you got them. It was 14 at the start of the game, but it was obviously everything below that before. So anyone that took the Cowboys split, congratulations. I took them plus 14. I took I took, I took, I took, uh, I took uh, Tennessee, Tennessee plus 14. Um, but nah, I did. My other legs didn't hit. I took oh, the, the over under pushed. I took the Raptors plus four. So, I, well, but the over under was 40. I think it dropped below that before the game. But, like, if you I got, got it, if you got it like yesterday, it was like 40. Yeah. So, so everything pushed. Yeah. But back to my dunking thing, right? When I was a young kid, when I was trying to like dunk, we were never just trying to throw the ball in the rim. We were trying okay. to grab the rim and pull it down when we dunked. Okay. And until that happened, it's not a dunk, bro. It's a hard layup. So you participation trophy. Everybody's a winner. You know, uh, the best player on the team and the worst player on the team, you get the same amount of playing time. All of you. No, bro. It's not a dunk. It's okay. He got the two points, which is what matters at the end of the day. But it's not a dunk. Just like my aunt is not my uncle, but I'm not going to go too deep into that because I don't want to offend anybody. Um, <laughs> let me tell you about this asshole I met at the bar yesterday. Let's talk about it. So I'm sitting at the bar last night because having a conversation with the wife and she brought up like a really valid point. She's like, you know, I go to work before you and I get off after you. And I go, shit, you're never just in the house by yourself, huh? Like I'm always here. So I'll go, you know what, I'm going to start, you know, just going to, it's just Italian restaurant down the street, close at 10 o'clock, nice bar, pretty cool bartender, already comping me drinks, you know, that's what we want there. And uh, so I go, I'll go hang out there, you know, maybe one day a week or something, just to get out the house, let you get a couple of hours to yourself, do whatever you want to do, a little woman time. And so it's some guys there watching, watching uh, the Kansas, the Kansas Arkansas game. And we, yeah, yeah, we get going back and forth. And I'm like, yeah, man, uh, if you if you live bet Arkansas, yeah, you're you're you're, you're or excuse me, if you live bet Kansas, you're in there. 
he was like, yeah, I took him on the spread. I was like, oh, what's the spread? He told me what it was. I'm like, yeah. I was like, yeah, that's dope, whatever. I just don't bet on the kids. Like, I just don't bet college. I don't bet college football. Like, I'll probably bet some for the New Year's – for the playoff games, the, the, the playoff games. But, like, anything else I'm not really touching. And um, he goes, well, what bet you got this week? I go, hey, look, dude, I, I make my bets on Friday. He was like, I know all the lines. I memorized all the lines on Monday. And I go, okay, cool. I was like, well, I really like – because at one point, Tampa was favored by like five and a half, like at the top of the week. And I go, ooh, I like Carolina. <laughs> and he was like, well, who's Tampa playing? I go, Carolina. Well, how does he memorize, how does he memorize all the – if he doesn't even exactly. know who's playing? And that's what I'm saying. I'm like, hey, bro, like – I, I got it, man. You may be the guy who 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 watches the lines all week, and you're waiting to watch the big money be poured in. Cool, I, I got you, man. I'm not that guy. I'm just gonna take a Friday line. My guy threw twenty five dollars on a fourteen parlay once, and he won a hundred bucks. And he thinks that he knows everything about the game. And that's how I felt because we were talking football, and he was like trying to be dismissive of like of my analysis of, of, of what was going on and then talking about Georgia. And then where he got me was, Oh yeah, man, I hate the transfer portal. I was like, Oh, you used a hard ER. <laughs> oh, it was a white guy. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. With a fleece vest on and a, a plaid button up. Okay. And I go, yeah, 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 yeah. Hard R guy. Like anytime I hear somebody say they hate the transfer portal, I lose respect for you because if you don't like your job, you can put in your two weeks and you can go uh, uh, work somewhere else. If you were out of college and you didn't like that college, you could, you could withdraw and transfer somewhere else. If you are a football coach and you get a better offer or you know, you're about to get fired, you can uh, resign and go somewhere else. But hold on a player who gets sold a lot, who possibly gets sold a lot by a coach. Or is just in a bad situation, can't leave and go elsewhere to better their life. You don't like that? No. Yeah, you don't like he doesn't like the NBA either. You know, he doesn't like LeBron James saying, No, I won't sign a five year contract billionaire. I'll sign a one year contract. And I'll make you spend your money so that you can service me. Cause I'm gonna I'm bringing your your money back either way. Okay. So basically, we're dealing with a guy that doesn't – he's not a real better to begin with. I don't, all, so. I don't think so. Because I know you said something about him memorizing the lines. But maybe he memorized the lines of what he bets on. and Maybe he just didn't remember who Tampa played this week, even though that might be – you could argue that might be the most important game this week, bro. It's one outside, the- outside of Bills Bengals. Like those are like the two most important games this week, and everybody knows it. Which we will be touching them later when the uh, six pack in leaves three, leaves three. So, hoved it. I just wanted to play that. We've been waiting <laughs> on that. I know. I finally made it, but no. So you're just like, bro. You don't have to prove anything to me. I, you're not my type. For one, you have a, you're a man. So let's start with that one. You just don't do it for me. Right. <laughs> I, I got a wife at home. Uh, yeah, man, you don't have to impress me. I'm just a, a random guy sitting at the bar. I promise. I, I, I'm honestly, I'm on Google right now looking for things to do in Tampa for a, a good friend's bachelor party, man. That's, mm-hmm. that's all I'm doing. Uh, but anyways, man, let's let's get to our first real topic of the day. Uh, Derek Carr has finally crashed. Yes, he has. Uh, he's been an average to some would say above average quarterback for his nine years in the NFL. You watch him, and I and I throw him into the Matt Ryan category of he's he's good enough to be your starter. Uh, you you wish you could get a little bit more meat off that bone, but you also know that 
Oh man, if I get rid of this guy, what do I have? It's gonna get it, it only gets worse from here, right? Right. And he's he only has what he's only like six million against the cap next year. Uh six million uh, dead money against the cap if they if they release him, but if he's uh, on the roster uh by the third day of the league year, he's uh, a forty million dollar cap hit. And he just hasn't been good enough. He's regressed. I don't know if it's Josh McDaniel's system. I don't know if it's Derek Carr. I mean, Matt Ryan, he struggled in Kyle Shanahan's system year one, and then he was the MVP in year two. So when you bring in these new complex systems, uh, it, it can be difficult for even a seasoned quarterback. But uh, nonetheless, he's been benched for the last two games. Iron Man has started 90-plus straight games. And um, – yeah, yeah, he got benched for uh, Jared Stidham, uh, and it came out that it's because they don't want to hurt his his. They don't want him to get hurt because they want to be able to trade him at the end of the season. Uh, I I don't think anyone's going to trade for him honestly because he's going to become a free agent. Okay, and he has a no trade clause, so if he doesn't get all, like it's not like they can just trade him to Houston and he goes, yeah, I'm there. Like he has to, he has to accept where he's going. And uh, their key offseason acquisition is not a fan of this at all. Like uh, Devonte Adams, I can it's find. It is the reason he came. Yeah, he, he he made it very clear. That's why he's there. I'm looking for. Here we go. Here's Devonte. Here's Tay. Excited about it in here, um, you know, him being one of, one of my really good friends. And, you know, the reason why I came here—he he really is one of his really right good now. If he wasn't, uh, you know, if he wasn't here, so um, I think everybody knows how I feel about him. And, and you know, with that said, there's a uh, there's a process of how things go, and I'm not gonna sit here and, and go on and on. But obviously, I support my guy, and um, you know. I, you know, we, we got to finish the season out, you know, the best way we can possible with, you know, all things considered at this point. But, uh, yeah. Bro, if you look at his face, he goes. In Jersey Gardens. Is that a He's sitting there like, why did I leave Aaron Rodgers? That's like an outlet. Why did I leave Aaron Rodgers? It, 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 and, and, and then I think that what did they say? They said that he they apparently had offered him more money too, like Green yeah. Bay did. Yeah, as I'm saying. Yeah, and hold on. He also put up a post of them two together at a Fresno State game in their Fresno State gear. This man gave everything he had. The reason I'm a Raider. One of the most disciplined and loving people I know. Got my brothers back, though. Whatever. And if you can't respect it, excuse my language. Middle finger to you. Love you, bro. Hey, at least he's showing his loyalty. And nobody can be mad at that. I love a loyal. Yeah, I think most people do. Anyone that's loyal. Um, loyalty, loyalty, loyalty. Exactly. And I just think uh, shout out to him, man, for for uh, put. Hey, put your bet in. No, I'm sorry. Hold on. Yeah, you're you're not focused right I, now. I I well, I'm trying to. It's I've got to get it to the right. And so, so while he's putting his bet in, let me talk about loyalty. Uh, what, what Devontae Adams did was absolutely dope in the sense of loyalty. And a lot of pundits will push back on this because they'll say, you should have stayed with Aaron Rodgers because he's the better quarterback and this, that, and the third. But Aaron obviously showed a lack of loyalty to his teammates. I'm an Aaron Rodgers fan, but Aaron Rodgers teeter-totters on whether or not he's going to play each year. It's hard when you're a younger player like Devontae Adams in the prime of your career to build around that because guess what? Although Parlay Pete wants uh, Jordan Love to come to Atlanta, Devontae Adams practiced with him every day, and his choice to leave Green Bay lets you know that he's not confident in who Jordan Love is. Again, whatever, whatever. But also, Devontae Adams is a West Coast guy, so now he's in L.A., excuse me, in Las Vegas, close to his family in East Palo Alto. He can get everybody out there on a quick little flight to his games. He can shoot back home on his off days. And 
it's not always about winning and losing. I, I think too many talking heads want to boil sports down to winning and losing. And it's not just that. Is that part of it? Yes. But you want to be well compensated. You want to work in an environment that you like. You want to live in a city that you like. If you can be close to family and you value family, you want to be there, you know? So I, I just think it's so short-sighted to look at, for us to act like our lives that are not built on wins and losses, right? Like we don't play a game every night, every week, whatever. And that, and that talks about our success at work. Right. But then all of a sudden we'll look at these athletes and say, you should go where you're going to win the most games. Kevin Durant, why would you leave Steph Curry and go to Kyrie Irving? Well, Kyrie single, I'm single. We real cool. We see basketball similarly. He's a hooper. I'm a hooper. Yeah, bro. Like, we want to go to New York, dog. It's lit out there. Whereas the Bay closes at 2 o'clock. California closes at 2 o'clock in the morning, for anybody who doesn't know that. Steph is married with kids. Draymond is now married, but he had his baby moms and kids. Clay is an enigma. Clay Clay. So, so you got this environment. I, I can hear myself coming from your computer, by the way. You have this, yeah, not anymore. You have this environment that's not really conducive to Kevin Durant's life. And I'm gonna be real with y'all. It's some money to be made out there in the Bay, but the Bay ain't lit like that. <laughs> it's Dang. dreary out there. The weather ain't good. <laughs> it ain't bad, but it ain't good. Like the the Bay ain't lit. So. Getting back to, to this car crash in Las Vegas and Devontae Adams, bro, it's not just about wins and losses. It's about your quality of life. And if you can't if you can't respect somebody choosing quality of life along with wins and losses, especially when you're Devontae Adams and you're making $30 million a year, oh, man, kiss my ass. It, it, and I think, like you said, for him, it was more of one of those situations where – He's a he's a California guy. He went to go get with his guy. Uh, Vegas, pretty close. That's an easy flight for anyone that's from SoCal or even NoCal. Like it's not a far like, you know, it's not a big deal. Our flight. Uh, Raiders, reputable franchise. Everybody knows about the Raiders, right? And I think that it was one of those situations where he's in a position at where they keep changing this shit. I'm sorry, but in a position at where uh, he can't win right now. And that is why we get to the next point of what I'm going to get to in regards to the Derek Carr benching. And it's the idea in theory that Tom Brady will be the next quarterback of the fucking uh, Raiders. Josh McDaniels is the coach. There's, there's so many different things that line up. Uh, as of right now, at least, Josh Jacobs, he's the leading rusher in the NFL. He's um, gone. Um, so what, they're going to make Zeus number one? I got it in. They're I mean, make they, Zeus they, don't, they don't have a choice. He's a free agent, and Josh McDaniels is not going to spend a franchise tag on him. That's too much money to pay the running back position. What type of cap situation are they in if they cut Carr or trade him? Obviously, if they trade him, it would be better. But like, if they cut him, I mean, are they in hell? When did they they extend him two years ago? They didn't extend yeah. him this off season. Uh, two it years was ago. this off season. No, two years okay. ago. Okay, so well, a year ago. No, I mean, like, uh, not this two off seasons. This will be this will be the second season. He got extended after. Yeah. Not this past season, but the season after. Yeah. So that sounds like maybe he was at the last year of his uh, first deal because he he's was going to so he's on the books for forty for forty next year. Who knows? I, I hate to use NBA terminology, but like if Brady knows that he's not going back to Tampa and Josh wants him and they, the Raiders want him, could they do a sign and trade type of thing? I mean, I don't know, but like. Why not that? 
I think Brady, I think it, it's like an open secret in the NFL that Brady will be there next year. And the, I'll give you an outside chance. This is just speculation on my end. They already said the Dolphins wanted to pair Sean Payton with Brady. Let's stay on the car. Let's stay on the car. Let's stay on car. Let's not go Brady. Don't go Brady. Let's stay on car. Where do you see Carr at next year? I'll give you a better one. And this one's out of left field, and the people of Houston are going to hate me. But why not bring the other car into Houston? I mean, because worst case, I'm not saying he's a bridge guy. His numbers are good enough. Here's the issue with the car to Atlanta thing. What they're willing to give up and what the Raiders will want if they want to do a Carson Wentz-esque deal to how he got to come to uh, the commanders and we give them two threes, this year's three and next year's three, maybe I might I add, think Carr it. Just depends, it depends on the market. It depends on the market. I think Carr gets cut because nobody's going to want to pay him that 40. And he has what, to, is his, what is his value? He has the no trade clause. Well, he's going to go anywhere that will pay him at that point if they cut him. Because if he, if they're saying you're not worth the payday and nobody's willing to trade for you for the payday, if somebody's willing to trade for him for the payday, he's going to take it because essentially if I get cut, I cannot make more money than what I'm making. So, like, I think he wants to. He I will think he wants to trade. Now, he will not get traded. Now, you're right. Houston would be knocked out of that because he's not going to get traded to Houston and his brother's in his ear and is like, <laughs> like McNair's you know, I mean? like, like so, like that wouldn't work. But to Atlanta, I doubt he would uh, not want to come here. In a weird, like I Jets? don't think he would not want to come here. What about the Jets? Giants, even possibly, even the though Giants? they want to play off, they're not going to pay. Dan- what are they going to pay Daniel Jones? Nothing. He's an upgrade over Daniel Jones, and they're a playoff team with Daniel Jones. They didn't pick up Daniel Jones' fifth-year option, so he's he's a free agent next year. I know. That's what I'm saying. Hey, so let's think about this. Free agent quarterbacks, right? Seattle, I hate to say it. Seattle can say what they want to say, and we get it. Geno, you could argue outside of McCaffrey and maybe Saquon is the comeback player of the year, right? I mean, would Seattle not be okay with getting him too? Even if it was like a three-year deal and they front-loaded and they're only on the hook for a year and a half and they can cut him if it doesn't work? Like – like, like I guess it the 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 what it'll come down to is what are the numbers on the market today? Because we know what the numbers are for an elite quarterback, but what about the guys that are a step below? Like I I I, I try to I try to pay him somewhere between twenty five and twenty eight, knowing that I got to pay him thirty. He's not going to take that. I mean, I bet he will. Baker is creating a market for himself because either the Rams are going to resign a guy like Baker, right? Like Baker at this point, Baker hits free agency, and if Baker can be had for twenty, why would you pay Carr thirty to thirty-five in reality? Because that's what he's going to get. Uh, I would say because I would say maturity, personality. He won just as many playoff games. If actually Baker probably has more, if I'm not well, mistaken, no, I, and he's younger. I would, I would say he looks good in an offensive system that works to his advantage. I would say I would say personality, leadership, the 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 off the field quarterback stuff, the locker room stuff. I'd rather have Derek Carr in my locker room based on everything I've seen and read over uh, Baker Mayfield. Okay. Again, I, I wouldn't borrow a condom with you to fuck Baker Mayfield. Pause. <laughs> okay. I'm listening. Yeah, I mean, I just, I just don't want, I don't want Baker in my facility, and I, and I think Baker is good enough to start somewhere. I think he may start for. We are all here to do what Falcons do. Look at that. I mean, cause think of this, think of this, probably think of this. I'm looking at free agent quarterbacks. We got Geno. We've got Brady. 
We've got James Garoppolo. We have Derek Carr, who's got, uh, an available quarterback. Danny Dimes, Baker, and if Brock Purdy makes a push, if they make a deep playoff run, Trey Lance is available. Or Brock Purdy's available, depending on if they go to the Super Bowl, Purdy's going to be the quarterback. Zach Wilson's available. If they go to the NFC Championship, I don't think that Purdy isn't untouchable. And then what would you give up to get him anyways? And what's his value? And I say that because, well, Garoppolo just went to the NFC Championship and he was available and nobody wanted him. So, like, yeah, I get it. Uh, Purdy doesn't have an injury history like Jimmy, but Jimmy also went to a Super Bowl with that team. Like, there was a lot of things that made Jimmy available. But maybe the asking price was too high, too, like in reality, because San Francisco's mortgage their future for Trey Lance. There's only but so much that they're going to be able to get for him if they want to move off of him because nobody, they're not going to get the return that they paid. And he hasn't proven anything. He's an unproven commodity, and he already looks like an injury-prone player. He was injured in college, too. And he sat out a year at fucking uh, North Dakota State. So, like, it's just like – I don't think that he – I think that they – they. I'm not saying that they – they want to win the Super Bowl. So, like, if Brock Purdy can win the Super Bowl, yes, he'll be the star. I mean, it'll be a Drew Bledsoe, Tom Brady type thing, even though Trey Lance is no Drew Bledsoe because we don't know who he is. Hey, so let's go down this list of quarterbacks I've created, and you tell me who they play for next year. Derek Carr. You know, a team that wouldn't surprise me in terms of somebody that is in the business for a quarterback based on this season, there's two in the same division that I think a lot of people are, like, throwing under the radar – Lamar is going to be the first big chip to fall. Let's just start there. Like, he's going to be the first big chip to fall. I wouldn't be surprised if New England or Miami was interested. Depending on the – Car? Like, Lamar – No, no, no. I'll get to Lamar. Where is Car going? (laughs) You're asking me a question that's really unanswerable. Um you know, Arizona is going to be in the, the the business of a quarterback at least for one year, because even though they have all that money dedicated, they can't. You know, they can't, I tell you, they can't what, I don't think he's going to be in Atlanta. So, I think Carolina will be in the market, even regard even if they win the division. They know that this this year sucked. Like they're not going to win the division with Sam Darnold. Someone me, put, I tell you, give me Carolina. You give give okay, Carolina. Okay. Where, where, where is Gino going? Stays put in Seattle for one more year at least. Where is Lamar going? Not where do you want him to go? Where do you think he's going? I don't think Baltimore is going to pay him. I'm going to say the Falcons. I really do think it. Zach Wilson. Back up in... New Orleans. Speaking of New Orleans, does Jameis get to compete for a job again? Yes. We're at Tampa. <laughs> no, no, I'm fucking around. I'm fucking around. Uh, I have to look at what systems and who he's played for because it has to make sense. Okay. Uh, so Timber. What about Brady? Uh, Raiders, for sure. Like, that's like the, I think that's the biggest open secret in the league. Maybe even New Orleans. The crazy thing is that Tom Brady, because I think the Saints, because they retain the rights to fucking Sean Payton, if he doesn't really get, the Chargers are not going to fire Staley because now we're they're gonna, in the playoffs. We'll get, we'll get to that Sean Payton. I, I, I'm going to get into deep with it, but I have to explain it at least for like the reason. I think Sean Payton's going to be the Saints coach next year, but that's just my opinion. Sorry. I I think that he's going to be the Saints coach next year. Unless, 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 unless unless Tampa or Carolina beats Dallas in the first round. If Dallas loses in the first round, Mike McCarthy's going to get fired. 
we'll, we'll, so, we're gonna we're gonna hit the top eight in the next segment. But but this all correlates. You're asking about quarterback. The co- the coaching matters too. If if Sean Payton's in New Orleans, I wouldn't even rule out Brady going there. But go ahead. I got Raiders in New Orleans next to it. So uh, James Garoppolo. Second option, if the Falcons don't get a uh, – I think that that's who they would pay. I think that they would pay uh, Jimmy. I think that they would love to bring Jimmy because he's a winner, and that's what they want to do is win. So Falcons kind of second option, but first option, Giants or Jets. Like he'll be in New York. And he's got the face and stuff. Like, you know what I mean? He would fit. And he already played in New England. What about so, Daniel Dines? Uh, Is he a starter next year? Tennessee's going to need a quarterback, too. I wouldn't be surprised if he was there at a cheaper rate. Baker. I think he retains a spot in L.A., and they wait to see what happens with Stafford. I think that especially because – but see, here's that's the part of it, too, the McVay thing. McVay leaves and goes to the booth. And then let's say that they hire uh, – Yo, what's up? Sorry, let's I, say I, that they hire um, in-house. They keep uh, Raheem. Let's say Raheem becomes a coach of the Rams once he leaves. I think that right – because I do think that that's what would happen. If he leaves, I think that they do hire Raheem Morris. I think – I absolutely believe that he's going to be the head coach of the Rams. Unless Sean Payton wants the job, but like, like I said, Sean, if Sean Payton's gonna have his pick, and I know we're not on coaches, but I'm, but this it matters in this discussion. It doesn't. If Sean, Sean Payton's does. not gonna coach the Broncos. Well, I, we're not. Yeah, we're not there. Just stay, just stay focused on the quarterback. We we can come back to the coaches. We come I back have to, to get the coaching. I have to explain my line of thinking. I'm not. I'm not asking for explanation. I'm just asking for where the quarterback's going. I don't. I don't want to know your why right, right now. We're not on Baker, right? Who are we on? We're on. We've we've hit everybody that matters. So so Baker. So list. it was Baker. So I think Baker stays put in LA. Okay. I really do because Matthew Stafford's an uncertainty, and depending so, on the coach, too. Like, so I I think Geno stays put in, in Seattle. I agree okay, you so with you. I agree with you with Brady. I think he's Raiders or New Orleans. It's going to depend on the Sean Payton thing. Uh, James Garoppolo. Shit, we're agreeing again. I think it's a New York team or Atlanta. Carr. You think he's going to be here? I, I do. I think I think he's coming to Atlanta. I I, I, I don't. I don't want him, but I think he's coming to Atlanta. But you have uh, to look at the Falcons. They're big game hunting. They were willing to, like, there's a Sean Watson, bro. They're, he might I be the biggest, he might be the biggest buffalo uh, on the prairie this summer. Hey, you left off a quarterback, by the way. Who? Matt Ryan. He's not a free agent. <laughs> He's going to get cut. But it's a lot of money. Well, all the guarantee shit is gone now because we already <laughs> had to pay it. So. For, I tell you what, there's only two options for Matt Ryan. Do you think that he booth? He won't be a backup in Indy. Does he decide to be a backup or retire? That's really his options. Matt Ryan's not going to be a backup. Matt Ryan's not going to be a backup either. He's going to the booth or coach. I, I could to. easily see him being a quarterback coach. I really could. I want him in the booth because I want to like a guy in the booth, okay? It's hard. He doesn't really have a personality. I mean, based on what I know, he's – he could – I tell you what, he could take Jason Garrett's spot at NBC. Like, I could see him doing that type of stuff. I yeah, don't you can too. A, I'm saying I don't think he's a, a Fox. Uh, he gets the third best game on the 1 o'clock slate. Like, I don't see him as that. So, like – Free a key. Or even – because Matt's Matt doesn't think about it, Matt doesn't have a personality like that in a sense right. of he's like a respected player in the league. 
Bruh, Matt's going back to Sandy Springs. He's just going to live his life. You think he's going to be a volunteer coach at Mount Vernon Presbyterian? I mean, like. No, I just think he's going to go back to his, his nice house in Sandy Springs and raise his family. He lives in Swanee, though, by the way. But go ahead. Swanee? My cousin lives out there, and she says she saw him at Walmart. I'm going to assume he lives out in Swanee because why would he be out at a Swanee? I was told by someone that he lived in Sandy Springs and the particular. He probably has multiple houses too. True. For what is worth. And the particular person who told me they, they have a relationship with a former NFL player who also lives in the rich Sandy Springs neighborhood where the richest live. So, but yeah, Matt Ryan is top five all time paid people in the NFL. It's nothing for him to have a couple of houses in the Northwest Georgia area. Basically. He might have a house on St. Simon's Island for all we know. Uh, Daniel Jones, I think he's a backup somewhere. I don't think he starts. Baker, what I think I he's – You said uh, Tennessee. I think Aaron Rodgers is going to Tennessee. Uh, Baker is going to be backing up in L.A. He's going to be in L.A. And he's whatever Matt – He's going to be the starter if Matthew Stafford doesn't play, but Matthew Stafford's not turning down that money. Nothing about his career says he'll turn down money. And um, and Baker's going to be there. Uh, Zach okay. Wilson. Zach Wilson, I think he's um, on a roster, but I think he's out of the leagues very soon. I, I don't think he'll okay. be a backup. I think he's going to – he's either going to start and suck or he's going to be out of the league. And then Jameis Winston. I don't, oh, I don't think he starts next year. Well, I, if he's not a starter, I think he – The only place he's going to start is the Jets. Jameis Winston. I don't know where Jameis Winston goes because I gotta watch where everything look at it's a bad take. Jameis Winston. Uh if Brady goes to Vegas and Sean Payton comes back, I think he gets a chance at that job. Um the, I think Dennis Allen like, like Dennis Allen sucks. Yes. Yes. <laughs> like, like we've like we've fired. can't get. I think he's fired too. Like, like we've watched Saints games, and Andy Dalton is terrible, and he doesn't come out of the game. Or they'll do a little bit of Taysom Hill. It's like, hey man, your team is better if you do Jameis and Taysom, as opposed to Andy Dalton and Taysom. But I don't want to spend too much time on uh, Andy Dalton. But what I do want to do is let me see if our good friend's available. Which one? Where's the fun in that? Okay, go ahead. (laughs) Probably not, though. Yep. Hey, uh, Mr. Turner, you're live here with uh, AC Lee and Parley Pete. And we're about to start talking about this uh, Derek Carr, Matt Ryan thing as we were transitioning because I think Derek Carr is going to be the next uh, Falcons quarterback. And I think he's going uh-huh. to fill in for Matt Ryan as a quarterback who is better than most, but just just not, what you, not as good as what you want. And I got Parley yeah. Pete here who, you know, he, you know, he's a Matt Ryan I'll, apologist. Well, I'll, I'll, I would love to speak on that. You have, the floor is yours, What's Mr. Turner. Well, see, the problem is Matt Ryan was good, but he wasn't good enough. And he left a void in Atlanta that I don't, I don't know if they're going to be able to fill because Matt Ryan was good enough to take him to the dance. But then they realized they'd never seen him dance before. So now they're looking for that guy who looks the part, but is also the part. And the problem is there's not that many good quarterbacks in the league. So I think Derek Carr is Matt Ryan 2.0. I mean, I've never been a big fan of Derek Carr. I think his numbers are um, – he's one of those guys who look good on paper. Again, he, dress, he dresses right. He looks good. But when it's actually time to dance, he just always misses a step. 
I mean, but that's that's Falcons football, though. I think I think it'll be a great addition to the Atlanta Falcons. God knows, uh, you guys are capable. They, they, you guys have a capable offense uh, when it's actually working correctly. It seems like your new coach is more competent than the uh, coaches that you guys have in the past. Is this you guys don't have anybody under the helm who can actually dance? Okay. Uh, I don't know. I know you want to respond. To I, all think that, I think that that's a respectful take, Mr. Turner. I really do. Um, I think that the first thing that I'll say that's wrong with it is that you're comparing Derek Carr to Matt Ryan. He's responding. I can't with, hear him. Oh, you can't hear him? You can't, I can't hear him. Me? Okay. Hold on. Can you hear me? Can you hear me now? I can hear you now. Good. So – I, the first thing I wanted to kind of pick apart in your um, thesis here um, regarding uh, the, the state of the Falcon quarterback position is that one thing uh, about the the potential incumbent that you believe would be best served for the team potentially, or you're comparing them to um, the previous, the predecessor to Marcus Mariota is that at the end of the day, Matt Ryan and Derek Carr are totally different players. One's a winner, one isn't. Neither has won the big dance, which, of course, I know that you care about, I care about, Lee cares about. I think the NFL as a whole cares about. That's why guys lose their jobs, because if they don't win, they typically have a short leash. And uh, the one thing that they both had, aside from the idea that Matt Ryan was here for 14 years and Derek Carr, assuming that he was gone after this season, will be gone for – uh, after nine years, is that they did have a longevity. They had basically essentially a decade each to kind of get it together. And so they neither of them accomplished what you ultimately drafted them to do. But at the same time, they're not the same guys. And the reason they're not the same guys is not because of the MVP trophy or the Super Bowl appearance or, um, you know, the his- history of, of one franchise being a loser and then somebody bringing – coming a winner and the other one being coming from a history of a uh lose a winner and they being a loser the raiders have been a shit show for our well life. they're considered they're one of the biggest franchises in the league uh they've won multiple super bowls in the past and i know julie june june knows all about that because of course the steelers you know they've got four of those in the 70s the raiders were a part of that too and they were typically playing each other that's why the Franco game was such a big deal. I mean, because those were the top two teams. So it's, 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 it's about the history of winning. And we don't – the Falcons don't have that. And I think that Matt Ryan bought a winning culture to the Falcons as opposed to Derek Carr stepping into one that had been a loser before he got there, you know, in the previous decade. But at the same time, he didn't win either, right? So, like, you know – Maybe that was too big a shoes to fill for 30 years before. Maybe Ben had to fill those shoes too in Pittsburgh. I don't know. But what I do know is that in Atlanta, we didn't win. Uh, we were coming off a fiasco because we had a quarterback that um, was uh, entertaining and would uh, fight dogs in his off time, or at least he funded the fighting of dogs. And I didn't, you know, I don't agree with that. Well, no, it's not me shitting on Vic, by the way. Oh, for the viewers out here that do listen that believe I'm a big shitter, I'm not. I just am calling a spade a spade, and that is what it is. That's why I went to jail for it. That's why Arthur Blank was so upset. There's a lot of things that went into that. But at the hey, end of the you, day – Hey, quick question for you. He was doing a little bit more entertaining outside of the field than – Can I ask you a quick people. question? Can mm-hmm. I ask you a quick question, mm-hmm. uh, uh, Parley P? This, and, and I want you to hear this, uh, Jew. So, you support Ryan over Vic. You support Stacey Abrams over Kemp. Some could draw some conclusions about you. (laughs) Can you you repeat that? I said, you know, (laughs) he chooses Matt Ryan over Vic, and he chooses Brian Kemp over Stacey Abrams. And some might draw some conclusions about Parlay P there. Well, you know, he he tends to 
dare to be different. You know, his one of his role models is the uh, formerly great Kanye West. Um, I think I think his new name is, is Ye or something like that. Um, you know, so I'm not surprised by his unorthodox way of thinking and agreeing with those. Um, but back to, to back to his whole Matt Ryan thing. What Matt Ryan brought to the city of Atlanta was not winning because let's be clear, you guys won nothing. Going again, going to the Super Bowl is not an accomplishment. Winning it is, and that's the difference. You guys are the distant team competing and winning. What Matt Ryan did, he brought stability, he brought consistency, and he brought a high level of competing to Atlanta. So what you guys saw was was consistency, which which gave you guys the belief that you guys were actually winners. Winners are winners that hold the Lombardi Trophy. Last time I checked, you guys watched it, and you know, and and if we're speaking on Matt Ryan as, a, as an individual. It's from my understanding that Matt Ryan is holds the record for two of the biggest comebacks or biggest losses in allowing deficits to happen on him under his watch twice. I mean, Derek Carr is getting benched for the final two, two games of the season. Matt Ryan has been benched twice this year. I mean, so, and now I do understand Matt Ryan's a little bit older, you know, attrition and things like that. I mean, so. We're talking about two different quarterbacks. Do I think do I think ultimately Matt Ryan a better quarterback? Sure, I think Matt Ryan was a better arm and he's a better game manager. Two minutes down, do two minutes down the the field, Matt Ryan or Derek Carr, I would take Matt Ryan because I think he gives you a slightly better upside to win the game. I think he might have a little bit more higher football IQ, but it probably was going to result in an L anyway. It's just going to be a strategic L. It's going to look good. So, yeah, that was the right play. He drew it up. He just overthrew him just a little bit, but that was the right idea. Derek Carr's probably just going to throw an interception. He's just going to go Brett Favre style and just be a gunslinger and throw an interception. You know? So, yeah. but I, I mean, I, 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 to say that I'm rooting for you guys would be a lie because I'm not. Uh, I don't want to see the Falcons do anything successful. I don't want to see them be remotely great. I don't, I don't care to see it. And I think that until you guys – actually start looking within and start from the top up because the buck stops at the top and everything trickles down. You guys need to get some, some real competent people in your front office who are no longer going to accept mediocrity. That's what the real problem is. You guys, you guys kind of mirrored the Steelers this year and had no real succession plan to Matt Ryan, you know, and that's why both of our offenses at times look like JV. Well, you don't have Rich McKay running your team. We do. You know, I mean, and, I mean, hell, at least you guys have you got. I mean, I, I think both of our offenses have the dynamic talent on the outside. I mean, hell, you guys got Kyle Pitts. I mean, he's he's a stud. But if no one's throwing the ball, it matters not. Well, and I apologize to you, Mister Turner, because I know that you've been out of the loop for a little bit. But uh, Mister Pitts hasn't played in probably six weeks or so. But uh, but this is what I will say. His level, his level of talent. His level of talent. The talent for Mr. Pitts is there. Oh, sure, 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 sure. He's more talented than yeah, any talent. weapon. This Steelers talent have. wise, I would agree. I would agree. He's more talented than anything on the Steelers' offense. Najee Harris will probably be. Uh, I would say Deontay line. Johnson and and and, and Pickens yeah. will have something to say about that because uh, other well, other than Pitts, you know, these guys actually these guys actually suit up on Sundays. You know, they're not. You guys are used to. Uh, the Calvin Ridley's, <laughs> you know, those those, those who, who don't want to play the game. Can we mute the caller? Uh, no, but um, no, I, I, this is what I said. Um, at the end of the day, uh, look, I was a big fan of George Pickens, obviously, because I'm a dog fan. I, I like Georgia, and I thought that George Pickens, you know, is he got hurt the year before last, and he didn't, you know, he looked like, to me, he looked like A.J. Green 2.0. That's who I thought he was. He makes amazing catches, right? Like, we got to see that. We've seen it this year with the Steelers. Plenty of highlight reel-type catches. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he's got a so-so quarterback, but a guy that maybe can – maybe he can be something in the league. We don't know yet because it's so early. Uh, now, Pitts, he's been put in a run-centric offense. He is a tight end, and at the end of the day, I know a lot of people forget, tight ends aren't supposed to block. And I think that – 
Kyle Pitts has been a solid blocker since he's been here. But, of course, with Matt Ryan in that first year, he looked like just a target. And, I mean, maybe that was the lack of the receivers that we had. Maybe that's why we drafted one in the first round, which we didn't have to do because we could have got George Pickens in the second round if we wanted, and we could have addressed another need in the first round. I like Drake London. I think that Drake London's got a ton of potential. I really do. But he's a big receiver. He fits the coach's vision. I think he fits the coach's vision of bigger receivers and run blocking, but also a guy that can obviously stretch the field and can, you know, catch balls. But he can open up the field, stretch the field. And, you know, he can catch passes. He's a big guy, 6'5", you know, probably 220, something like 215. And so – I, I, I think that everything that you said was valid in regards to the state of the Falcons and the direction that they're headed and what it is that they could potentially do um, going forward. But what I do also disagree with you on is just the idea that um, that the teams are similar. I don't think we're in similar spaces. You've got a Super Bowl winning coach uh, with an organization that is um, – They've proven time and time again, I guess, maybe only in the 70s and the 2000s, but 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 basically we want to win Super Bowls and we like to draft our way to it. So that's like one of the things that the Steelers, at least I can say, have been consistent with over 40 years, even if we forget about, you know, a couple of decades in between or whatever. But they typically are in the playoff conversation. They're in, uh, I think – there was something in our group that talked about how that division was the uh, based on the hits. What was it? The it wasn't. I wasn't going to say the hardest hitting because that was not the word that was used. It was and ghetto. It also is not the right word. There's a word that was used. For it was the, it's the hood nigga division. I don't know what they exactly. said, but that's what they wanted to say. That's exactly that, because that is kind of exactly what it is. That's the type like of Air Force Ones. Exactly. Our division is our division is known for uh, defense, sound tackles, biting the ball, wrapping it up. You know, we we're 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 we're, we're, we're blue collar towns around here. Okay, you know, Pittsburgh, yeah, no. uh, you know, Cincinnati, Baltimore. You know, yeah, run it. Typically, those are blue, those are blue collar towns. Those are those. You know, you bring your lunch and your lunch pail and your and your and your and your soup and your and your, and your thermos. To work, and you, hey, you get it done, and you don't go home until the job is done. And 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 typically, I'm sure that when they go to get a beer, they they're getting a Budweiser or a Bud Light. That's the you know the beer of choice for those type. Of yeah, beer. just hey, just crack it open, sip it. We don't care about the taste. Drink it, you know, and get back to work. Wait, go home. And, 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 why not on the phone? And we're talking. Curse your wife out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, some yeah, you know, talk, you know, ask her where, where, where your chicken pot pie is. Well, why I got you on the phone, Mr. Hodges? Um, and I'm sorry we had to, you know, go this route on the on Lee's podcast, you know. But uh, we no, made a nice, friendly wager. We made a nice, friendly wager um, that the Pittsburgh Steelers would have more regular season wins than the Atlanta Falcons. And from where I'm sitting at, it, I believe my bet is going to come true. So, I mean, I don't. If you want to have your succession, uh, uh. You know, I'm sorry, I mean, your, your, your speech now as to why you guys weren't good and as to why you would be paying me money. Uh, we could use this time now um, to speak on that live on the air. Because um, I really don't know what you were thinking. And the, the crazy part is, you know, I've, I've been on record saying my, my team this year was atrocious. And they, they are atrocious. and But yet they are not mathematically eliminated out of the playoffs just yet. You know, we, we have a chance. To actually make the playoffs, funny enough. Um, but yeah, Mr. Hodges, the floor is yours. Um, my bank account information is the same. Um, but we started to just talk to that a little bit as to why you just believe that your team, um, all of its misery and mediocrity and pity and sorrow, um, would it's, it's even tough. have the. It's, it, it, it's tough. You know, well, it's, it's, it's one of those things where. You know, I think I look back halfway through the season. I was, we were four and four. I was optimistic. I came into this season with no type of uh, expectation or uh, 
you know, thought of what could happen for this football team. And they, you know, they did what they typically do. They give you a hand job and then they leave you high and dry. They don't let you come. They let you fuck them. I mean, it's like, it's, it's, it's really one of those things where you can't, what can you do? Right. right. <laughs> and being, so, um, but I'm looking at the Pittsburgh Steelers uh, schedule. And I see that they play the Baltimore Ravens on the road on uh, Sunday night uh, to kick off the year. And then that they play the Cleveland Browns with Deshaun Watson. And I think that one of the biggest issues I have with you wanting a concession speech, I think you guys have six wins and we have five. We play the Cardinals who have, you could argue, might be worse than us. That's why we're favored this week and you guys aren't. So this thing looks like it's going to come down to the last week. And if there's anything that Arthur Smith and certainly Desmond Ritter, um, especially if he gets a win this Sunday and he's got some momentum going into that last week, if he can beat Tom Brady, he's going to be really, really happy about the idea that it sounds like we can get a push. I mean, if you guys lose out and we win out, I will win the bet. So it's not over yet. So I, I don't have a concession speech until it's over with. You know, Stacey Abrams has a concession speech for Brian Kemp because she knew she lost. I have not lost yet. Um, Herschel, I'm pretty sure Herschel had a losing speech ready for Warnock because he knew he lost. Like, we haven't lost yet. Hey, hold on, hold on, so, hold on. I do not have man boobs. You can go to hell. JP said I have man well, straighten the shirt up, I guess. Or maybe yeah, he doesn't know what pecs I don't know. Yeah, yeah, either, either pecs, buddy. Hey, um, hey, Jude, th- thanks for coming on. And I'm not kicking you off, but we got to transition from, from what y'all are talking about because uh, we're an hour in. That concludes uh, this part of the episode. You know, I hope you stick around for hour two. Uh, we had a great time. Uh, no guests in hour two. No guests in hour two. Thanks so much, Jude Turner. Uh, thank you all for listening to the show.